Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans with host Davis Sharman and Chris. Uh, make sure to like the Facebook page, NY Just Fans, and also follow us on Twitter at NY Just Fans as we come at y'all with another episode. Uh, we 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 kind of got some some news, not not too much Jets, but we'll we'll get into that maybe a little bit later on. Let's talk about the league. Um, they they is advising players to get vaccinated. And I don't know if players are too excited to hear that because I know a few weeks ago they said it wasn't mandatory, but now they're trying to force them, I guess, because they want them to do the OTAs and the workouts. They force maybe not forcing, but they want them to get vaccinated. How 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 do we think that's going to play out? Uh, for me, it's kind of funny. It's It's not funny, but there's a real, uh, there's real similarities in the way our society on at large, uh, their reaction to the, um, to the vaccine and uh, kind of, uh, it's kind of leaking into the sports in, uh, uh, scene a little bit. Um, uh, Chris, I, I think I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there, um, there hasn't been any hesitancy with baseball, right? With the vac- vaccine and anything like that. There was something I kind of caught on the news a little bit about what MLB was doing. Uh, did you hear anything? Um, just, I, you know what? I'm just going to speak from the, I know the Yankees got, or some of them got vaccinated pretty recently. And I know one of them, uh, Gio Asherla, the, the third baseman, he got some kind of a reaction and he had to miss a game. But mm. other than that, I didn't hear anything about, you know, but I did hear players are getting it. I don't know uh, what's the percentage. I don't know if it's a hundred percent, if it's eighty percent. That I'm not sure. Right. I know some of them are getting it. Yeah, because I, I, I haven't. I didn't hear a lot of the, a lot of um, baseball. Um, I think there was kind of a more positive outlook on on you know what. Let's just get the vaccine and try to get this season on the roll. And it seems like in the NFL, it's not the same. It seems like there's a little bit of uh, hesitancy on the, on the NFL side of things. And I can't tell people how to feel about, about this stuff. Um, all I could say is after all these people that, uh, all these deaths and all this uh, inconvenience that's been going on because of how many people that have died in this country. I would think that people would take these things a little bit more to heart and really think about, you know, the best way to go forward. I think the best way to go forward and keep making money and keep having the NFL roll on is to keep, is get vaccinated. You know, um, again, I'm not here to tell people, you know, tell, I'm not trying to say, Oh, the players should just get vaccinated and shut up. But, um, I think it should be it, it should be a um, should be something that you should consider. Uh, um, I think that's a, something, in my personal opinion, that anybody that everybody should consider because it's the only way our country is going to move forward. That's uh, as deep as I could go because this conversation is a little bit, or it has been made to be more political than it should be. Um, for me, it's 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 cut and dry. So. What do you, what do you take, Chris? Yeah, I you know what I, I I'm I'm the same way. I, I just I look at it this way. I mean, to me, the selling point it shouldn't even be a selling point, but um, to get vaccinated, forget about the health reasons and stuff like that. But look what happened last year with guys missing games or when a game had to be moved up a couple of days so that you know the majority of the players could get back on. You know, the ones that tested positive. You know, remember we had that Pittsburgh game on a, what was it, a Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they didn't miss any games last year, which was great. You know, every game was played, and we we definitely congratulated the league for getting through the, the whole season and all that. But um, I, I think the players should should think about this as, hey, you know what, let's all get vaccinated, get this done. And this way, we don't have to worry about any of this stuff. We don't have to worry about, you know, yeah, we'll get we'll get tested every day still probably, you know, there's still going to be all kinds of restrictions or whatever. But you know what? Get just get the shot, you know, and and just so that you don't have to 
you don't have to have that weight on you this whole this whole season like last year you know like last year I'm we were all kind of like oh you know we got to wait to almost game day to see if anybody was testing positive or not and all this kind of stuff so I, I I don't know why they're pushing back on this I mean like you said it's turned into a political thing unfortunately I I and people in you know in the public like us you know what we have the option I guess to say you know what I'm not going to take the shot all right fine you know what but you're not you're affecting people but not a team you know you're talking about a whole team a whole league um so I I can't see why not taking the shot at this point especially not take it now this way if you have some kind of reaction you know what it's a day or two and that's it you know most people out there are getting a day or two of a reaction and that's it you know and they're minor reactions you know, very rarely you get major stuff. You know, we just got, we, you know, we just heard on the news now the last couple of days with Johnson and Johnson, they're pausing that um, because a couple of people got really sick and I think one person died or something like that. But I, I, I just, I, I don't know. For me, if I'm on the team, I'd say, guys, let's, let's get this done so we don't have to worry about this stuff this year, you know? Hmm. Uh, and that, that's just me. But, you know, like you said, I think you said it perfectly. This goes way deep. And I'm sure there's going to be one more thing that the uh, that the owners and the and the players association are going to be kind of fighting back and forth about, you know. Yes, yeah, and it, it's a good thing that you just brought that up because the, that meeting is coming up soon, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that they need to haggle with um, um, on on top of everything else that they do every year. So that's going to be kind of a um, a wait and see. Uh, to, uh, just to see what, what the stance of the NFL NFLPA is on this, where the player's stance is. Um, but uh, personally, I, I, I wish everybody gets it, get got it. You know, that's just me, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, man. I, I, yeah. And I thought the players would be like, hey, let's get it. Let's get this done. You know, let's just get this behind us and, you know, and take our shots and that's it. But obviously there's – I, I don't know what the player's reasoning is not to get it. You know, I don't, I don't understand that yeah. part. I don't, like who's. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think we should wait. I, to tell you the truth. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to be as understanding as possible. Uh, if there is any hesitancy, I also don't want to condemn anybody because I really don't know. Um, I'm waiting. Like, I think we should wait to comment on the way they move it, move um, going forward. Uh, because it's like, um, you know, like you said, the, the NFLPA meeting with the owners is coming up and then we will definitely know what the deal is around uh, at that time. So. Agreed. All right. Um, I'm going to have no comments on, on this subject. Um, thank you. So now, now in the head on that one, um, let's move along with the players. Um, well, teams basically opting out um, in-person voluntary workouts. Uh is this is this a is is this a good or a bad thing? Why? I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I would think it's more bad than good, um, you know. And I think more teams are going to do it because the players' association sent out a letter to advise the players to opt out of you know of in person uh, the mini uh, voluntary camp. So, I but I I mean we seen it last year um, with the. Um, nothing was in person until what was it like August. Right. And there was no games. There was no preseason games as well. And we kind of seen it suffer, you know, the, the play suffered during the season, you know, it wasn't exactly the Christmas. Uh, it wasn't exactly the most well-played season is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I think a part of it was the off season that they had, you know, the uh, everything was on the zoom calls uh, all their meetings was, was on Zoom calls. They didn't get practicing until, you know, much later than they normally did. They had no preseason games. This year, you're going to have one less preseason game and you're going to have an extra regular season game. That just adds to it. So you would think the players would want to get in camp as soon as possible to, you know, to get in shape and to start working out. And, you know, maybe for the younger players, you know, that missed a lot of it last year, too. And the other guys that are getting drafted this year, the undrafted guys, you would think they'd want to get in right away. 
um, I don't know, that's just me. So I, I hope that this gets resolved because I want to see better play on the field this year rather than last year, uh, especially, <laughs> especially with the extra game too. I mean, people are kind of forgetting that too. We got the extra game this year. So you would want, you know, the guys to be not, not just to play, but you, you'd want them to be physically ready for 17 games as well. Um, and I think part of that last year too was, um, I think we had a lot of injuries last year too, because in the big, because of the off season, you know, the whole workout schedule was, was all different and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, 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 it can't be a good thing. It may not be a totally bad thing, but it's definitely not a good thing. What's going on. Yeah. Um, you guys know my feelings uh, about, uh, about uh, just the team getting along, um, learning, especially teams that like us that have a new offense and new coaching staff. Um, I think, I think stuff like that helps. I, I wish, I wish they weren't, but I kind of understand um, until the NFL has kind of put together this year's program for how you will deal or they will deal with uh, COVID nineteen. Um, I think I think I think I understand why they're staying away. Um, I wish it wasn't so. Actually, I um like you like you said, Chris. Um, I think it, this subject kind of ties into what we spoke about earlier about getting vaccinated. Because if more people are vaccinated, then you don't have to worry about these things, you know. Um, so until they could figure out a way to verify vaccinations and get everybody under one umbrella or or who disagrees or whatever, then I think they should kind of wait on all these gatherings and stuff like that. So I kind of understand it. Um, the only thing that concerns me about um, doing the voluntary workouts is the fact of the matter is that if it, if it goes back to last year where they're not working out until August, um, I feel like they need some kind of workout in. Um, especially yep. the new new players that's that's going to new teams. Not just that, they also need at least a, a game or two of the preseason games. And it showed in the injuries. Look how mm. many stars was injured last last year. Major stars: Michael Thomas, Von Miller, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, McCaffrey. A lot of a lot of stars got injured, and it was just one of the kind of the weirdest seasons that we ever had. It was very exciting. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm very glad that we that they got this season that they got this season out the way for us to have something to cheer about during during this time and during this time. I just I just think that it it hopefully it don't go back to last year, the way the guys are not working out, they not they not getting they they time in on the field to where they they're going to be injured and it's going to be a lot of pissed off fans and not and not just us jet fans but a lot of nfl fans in general you know they they don't want to just watch they they want to watch their team but they also would like to watch their star play as well don't you think absolutely yeah i agree with you man hey uh let's hope let's hope this doesn't last that long um i i uh, you know i wish they uh figure this out so that it could start getting everybody together quickly as possible because yeah like you said uh time on the field is every, every, everything in my opinion especially for players coming in new teams new players rookies all those all those people and for teams that have new coaching staffs uh that's important yeah it, definitely, I mean, definitely and i go with the shots you know we wouldn't be having these conversations right now but i guess uh, there's still issues with the players association with taking the shots and um, whatever it might be, I guess they're not comfortable with everybody taking the vaccines. I don't know. Um, I, I guess we'll find out in the next week or so about what's going on, but um, hopefully it gets straightened out. And as time move along, we'll see, and we'll have more information on this podcast. Let's, 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 before we get into uh, Julian Elderman, um, sorry, Elderman's retire, retirement, which is kind of shocking. Um, Aaron Donald accused. Uh, I, the Rams organization said they know Aaron Donald's situation. Um, could he be suspended? And if so, how many games? That's, that's, that's against uh, NFL policy, man. Uh, con conduct unbecoming, basically. 
<laughs> that's what it is i mean and and it's so crazy man it's 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 like a boxer when you're a boxer the worst thing you could do is raise your hand to somebody you know you could literally get yourself thrown in jail for using a weapon against somebody because you train your whole life to punch people and literally knock them out and if somebody uh in public tries to mess with you and you raise your hand to them yeah a lawyer could make an argument that you use the weapon against somebody um i think i think it kind of goes the same way with athletes they're not normal human beings no you know so you're having an argument with somebody walk the hell away man exactly let's do it like and you know what? And Aaron Dodge, uh, dude, he throws people around. <laughs> he throws football players around like they're like they're kids. I can imagine like a normal person what he does. You know, he could literally kill somebody. I, I just, it's like he said, man, just walk away. You know, I, I, know I don't know. And, and yeah, and I know we, we don't know the whole story. Yeah. And because people, listen, when you see that this is one of these, these things that 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 social media brought around where people go around looking for what the kids call it uh cloud chasing i guess that's what they call it <laughs> you're going around looking for people just to mess with somebody just to get their face on on the news or get your face on on instagram or something like that um for me you know they you know they go up looking for, you know Aaron Donald. you know is that dude really that bad is he that a bad dude let's go find out, you know, kind of thing. And man, listen, you gotta, you gotta be a bigger dude in that, man. The same way when they say, throw insults at you or they say stuff, you don't have to respond, you know, just walk away, man. I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense to me, but uh, who knows? That's another thing. We'll, I guess we'll find out more in the, the next few weeks with him. If uh, yep. hopefully he doesn't get suspended, but yeah, you know, I, I think I think that goes without saying, though, Chris. He's gonna get suspended if he really did punch that guy in the eye. Right, he's yeah, gonna no get percent. That yeah, you you can't you know remember you can't you can't do anything to make the shield look bad, bro. That's part of your contract. You know, it's true. At the yeah. end of the day, unless it was a uh, you know self defense type of thing, and they could prove yeah. all that crap. But yep, nobody's messing with that guy. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's attacking him, so I, I highly doubt that. But yeah, yeah I agree. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see as uh, time moves along. We'll have some updated news when when that comes along. So, so the debate, so the debate, I guess between the Patriots fans, Jets fans, and whoever NFL fans, <laughs> is that uh, Mr. Elderman, Joey Elderman, retired basically um, after failed physical. So, ah. Uh, is 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 he a Hall of Famer? Like I think we know the answer to that, but <laughs> of course there'll be some Patriot fans that that will disagree. So go go right ahead. Is he a Hall of Famer and why? I don't think he is. Okay, it's just it's pretty simple. Why I, I don't I mean, when you look at his career numbers, yes, playoff career numbers are amazing. There's no doubt. There's nobody. He's second to Jerry Rice in playoff receptions and yards and everything like that. That should that tells you something right there, right? I mean, if you're second to Jerry Rice, that means you're the second best at receiving. But that's playoffs. That's but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. But you know what? He had he had chances, obviously, playing on the team that he was on, right? Obviously. With the quarterback he was playing. <laughs> right. So I, I get that part. But when you look at his regular season stats, his, for his career, he's like nowhere near. Mm -mm -mm. He is, I mean, he's 75th. Here's this thing. He's 75th in career receptions. 75th. Ridiculous. Right. And he's 156th in career receiving yards. That's not good. I mean, when you think about guys that aren't in the the, the Hall of Fame yet, okay? Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, Julio uh, Jones, he's still playing. Antonio Brown, Steve Smith, Andre Johnson, uh, Henry Ellard. 
you know, just guys that we would know offhand, Jimmy Smith, Cliff Branch. These are great, great, great receivers, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. Listen, sure. this is you know, this so. is this is why the only reason why this is an argument is because they're trying to loosen the standards. They've been doing this oh. for a minute now. Um, um, I think I think a lot of players have come forward, especially players in um, the more loud, uh, outspoken players in the Hall of Fame has come forward and said this much that they've lo they've loosened the standards, and that's why a lot of guys that uh, quasi Hall of Fame guys, you know, are getting in is because the standards have been loosened. This guy should yeah, all really should he. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm not saying that Julian Edelman wasn't a hell of a player and his story shouldn't be told. Absolutely. Because because getting Perfect. drafted, what did he get drafted in the sixth round or something like that? And he was a quarterback and he became a freaking wide receiver. And then he actually had all these numbers in the player in the playoffs and stuff like that. Hey, man, all <laughs> power to you. It's all good. Exactly. Yeah, they, there's nothing wrong in acknowledging the fact that he had all these things good. but. In the Hall of Fame, I, I, come on, man! You know what? This this is a place only certain specific type of players, players that literally changed football, put a mark on football like you would never ever understand. Like you're you're in awe of. I'm not in awe of Julian Edelman. I'm, He's I'm like oh, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm like, hey, man, great job. <laughs> wouldn't you put like here's another thing to me a hall of famer is a guy has to be at least one of the best players to ever play during his time yeah and oh, he yeah. wasn't most definitely wasn't. not one of the best maybe 10th or 15 at best i mean and he's got zero pro bowls for you know for a wide receiver zero not one or two zero so he was never even close to being the best at his position, so yeah, he there, wasn't up, there a little? Wasn't there another little wide receiver uh, um, that was at the Patriots before him that yeah, has well, better uh, numbers Welker. than him? Wes Welker, and, and nobody said anything about him going to the to the pro to the Hall of Fame. No, Wes Welker was a better wide receiver. I think. I think he had better numbers. I I think he didn't have Super Bowls because I don't think they won anywhere else. He was there, right? Yeah, and he also he also played for Miami. I think he played for Denver after the Patriots too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's a hall of famer. I don't even think he gets in later on. A lot of people were trying to compare him to Eli. Cause they said, well, Eli's going to go into the hall of fame, but at least. What? Eli, right. But at least Eli. Okay. I, I know we had a really big <laughs> argument about this, but at least Eli, his regular season stats, he was top 10 in, um, passing yards and passing touchdowns when it was all said and done. And I get it. It was a different era now, right? It's a different era passing. And so the quarterbacks are going to put up big numbers and all that. Well, the wide receivers put up bigger numbers too. So he should have put up bigger numbers as a wide yeah, receiver. Exactly. There you go. And he, he did it. So I don't, I, <laughs> I, you said exactly what I was going to say. You took it right out of my, right out of my mouth. You know, I mean, where are you, man? Where in 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 a world where where it's being a wide receiver is easier, um, they can't knock your your head off, um, coming over the middle, and you, you literally press man coverage is not really press man because you can't really get your hands on wide receivers like they used to anymore. Where's your numbers? You know why? Because they used you specifically in 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 kind of this uh motion motion of a more you know kind of <laughs> weapon where he was he was he was he was used in a way that teams at the time just did not have an answer for and he made he made his he made his um you know he made his bones man listen i, I, I listen i'm trying not to speak ill of the good of the guy because i think no, he can't. should be commended I think he should be commended for what he ended up doing with his career. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you should be in the same place that Shannon Sharp is. That that don't make no sense. You know, you you can't you don't tell me you're in the same spot where uh, talk about great wide receivers like 
Terrell Owens? Really? Bro, come on. <laughs> this is not even a, this is not, to me, this is not even a, a you know, this is not it, a thing. No, it's not. It's, it's definitely not. I, and I, I get it from Patriot fans. Listen, if they want to retire his number, I, I definitely think they should. You know, he was part of that great dynasty they've had, and he was a, a huge part of that. But no, he, he definitely doesn't believe it belong in the whole thing. At least he got a Super Bowl ring, so so yeah. that's all that matter. That's all that matters. Yeah, he got his ring, go. so whether he retires or not, he got what he wanted. So, no, I guess um, ah, I guess nothing but the best for you. I hate to say it to a Patriot uh, player, but yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna leave it as. <laughs> um, let's let's move along. Uh, we got a couple of signings. Um, uh, I think the shocking one was Bernard uh, signing with Tampa Bay. And um, James James Conner uh, signed with Arizona. Um, what both what both of them running backs can bring to those teams, especially Bernard, because I think that was more shocking than anything. Is Leonard Fournette still a free agent? And if so, what is going what is going on with that? I think they signed Fournette, didn't they? First, I thought so. Yeah, because that was he was one of them that they brought back. Yeah, as I think he's partner. resigned. Yeah, he's still there, and they still got Jones. Yeah. So that they still they're still deep and I, I don't know how many reps Bernard's gonna get on that team. You know, that's some good depth they got there what, and running back. Yeah. But what Bernard is, and I think better at than the two what running backs they have on their roster, is he's a better receiving running back than the both of them. Right. Yeah, Bernard is one of the better running backs when it comes to receiving the ball in the NFL. So that's kind of the rich just getting richer, in my opinion, man. I mean, they have two running backs that are very good between the tackles. And then now they have one of the better <laughs> receiving running backs. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I mean, they're yeah. just loading up on talent, man. They, they, they're really trying to run it back. <laughs> yeah, they're I, really trying to. I, I, like, I like the kind of go, uh, signing going to the Cardinals because they yeah. lost um, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, I still think they're going to draft a, a running back, though, at some point, Arizona. They might they might not use first or second round on him, but I, I could see them drafting a running back as well. Because Connor, talking about, yeah. Connor has played a full season yet. So, Talking about a team that has literally went out and tried to remake their whole roster. They, 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 I mean, that's a clear understanding of where they are. They're in a division with some of the biggest powerhouses in the NFL. And they don't have a choice but to try to bolster their roster. They got A.J. Green. They got Rodney Hudson in the trade from the Raiders. They got uh, – I, I, that's where Winters went, I think. Oh, no, that's Winters – where? That's where Winters went. Winters was with Buffalo, and he went over there. Um, who else they got? Um, J.J. Watt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you, that should have been the first guy I said, you know, they, they, they just went out and tried to get everything, you know, they, everybody they could get, man. And I'm more power to them because like I said, if you're going to, if you're going to, um, um, if you're going to perform in this, in, in this division with Seattle and the Rams, you better, you know, you better bring your A game, so get to – oh, Malcolm Butler's over there too. Huh. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> they, they, they're in it. I, I like it. Yeah, because they lost Peterson, so I think they needed someone there. But, um, yeah, no, that's – and like you said, man, this is going to be probably the, the best division in, in football, the, the NFC West. I mean, every Crazy. team is going to be good this year. So um, – and, and they got better as well. So <laughs> – it's gonna so speaking that, of running backs, um Todd Gurley and Bell is still out there, which which I'm kinda not surprised, especially especially with Bell um not having a good season or two. Um so is there is there still an opportunity for, for teams to sign them or what what is like like what is going on with them two? Yeah, I mean teams there's teams that have a lot of cap space still out there. I mean to name a few, the Jaguars still have plenty of space. The Broncos, us, not that we're going to sign them, but uh, Cincinnati, the Colts, 
the Lions. I mean, there's still teams with with uh, with definitely space. A team I would think about because I don't think they have another decent running back would be Washington. I mean, other than um, who they have last year and he got hurt. Uh, the, um, what's his name? <laughs> but um, I mean, give I, me I a think, second. Let me get that. That's, Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that to me is a good spot for him because he could definitely land there and, and be good uh, insurance for them in case. Um, How's his name? Uh, yeah, I, for some reason, I'm forgetting his name. I'm trying to get his name right now. Um, Gibson. He's a pretty good running back. Yeah, there you go. Antonio Gibson. Pretty good running back, too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean, they got, you know, Peyton Barber. They signed Lamar Miller, who's – that's a taking a chance there, too. Yeah. So, you know, that to me is a team. You know, they could take a chance on one of them and not have to make them a 20 – 20 carry a, a game guy, you know, they could come in and carry the ball 10 times. Bell, we know is exceptional out of the backfield, um, you know, receiving. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll find a home eventually. I, I'm yeah. probably, you know, looking for uh, multi-year deals or something, but. That's not going to happen. No, that's I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to side on the fact that I think teams are going to literally be, um, some probably waiting in for in-season hirings to get these guys in because if you if you have four four fifth round picks um, this year, you could get a pretty good uh, second running back, somebody that could give you that that could like somebody that that has talent enough to be part of a committee, you know. I think I think that I think that you know, seeing the way the draft is and seeing the talent at running back, I think that works perfectly in my opinion. Uh, um, so I think that's part of the reason why teams are dragging their feet on signing some of those senior guys because, you know, unfortunately that's how they treat running backs, man. If you have a little bit too much uh, mileage on you, they play like you know they treat them like they you know. And we're they talking have about some kind of disease. Todd Gurley is 27. Le'Veon I know. 29. That's crazy. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. But they, but they like, you're old, man. <laughs> like that. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson, who's what, 36, 38 years old, uh, 36. Frank Gore's 38. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, 33. I mean, those guys, I can understand them being out still. But these guys, I, it doesn't make sense. Brian Hill, I liked a lot from the Falcons. Yes. Um, he's still out there. Wayne Gallman from the Giants. He he, he ran pretty well last year. Uh, well, I think that there's an, another thing here, man. I think we um, because we we said that there were going to be casualties with this uh, lowering of the cap. Um, I think I think at the end of the day, some of those big names are just casualties at this point. Uh, there's a just let's say there's a lot of things going into this. There's a lot. Yeah. more than just one thing that's causing the, them not to be hired at this point. I think Davin is right that the fact that uh, Bell underwhelmed at the Chiefs last season kind of uh, contri is contributing to that um, because definitely. if I were a team, I definitely would drag my feet away on signing him late. So that, And then another thing too, you because they're, they're, uh, they're senior NFL players, they will be, you know, you have to pay them a, the minimum of a player that has the experience they have. Uh, if you want to negate that, you have to sign them. Was it, what is this, like six games in or something like that? Yeah. So you could exactly. negate that. Yeah. So there's a lot of this, that going on. Teams, teams are kind of playing it close to the vest right now. So, uh, yeah. True. Uh, I think the fact of the matter is that Bell had a chance to prove himself with us, which is which wasn't easy, and and to try to bounce out, bounce back with a championship team like the Chiefs and couldn't do it, and 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 also he, I think he's 30, 30 now, is he thirty years old? So maybe teams is not really looking at that direction unless if it's somebody like Peterson, Adrian Peterson, um. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know. Uh, Todd Gurley, maybe, maybe nobody don't want to sign Gurley because of his injuries. So it's it's really it's really hard to. I think I think for them, I think for them, it's really hard. So I mean, I hope I hope they I hope they find a team that they want. But 
until then, so who and, knows? And you know what? And in the end, at the end of the day, Bell can only look at himself why he's in this situation. <laughs> because yeah. you know what? He sat out. He didn't want to sign the franchise tag. He could have got mega money there, you know, top money there the one year and then went back into free agency. And then if you remember after the year that he sat out and he signed with us, I think it was the Ravens had an offer for him too, but we obviously blew that blew that out of the water. But you know what? If he would have signed with the Ravens, maybe a two-year deal instead of looking for that four-year deal, after two years, he could have been back in free agency and running behind, you know, a pretty good offensive line. And he probably would have done a lot better. In and a team that, yeah, and a team that runs that, that, that their whole offense is running the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. so. Yeah. Um, and also the last signing uh, was Clowney. Uh, shockingly, he signed with the Browns for a one-year, $10 million deal. Uh, nice. Could, could he bounce back? Could he have a bounce-back season with, with the Browns, with Miles Garrett? I think I think the thing with Clowney is that Stay yes, he does not he does not get sacks. And, and, and this is the problem. And for a guy that was drafted where he was drafted, I understand why people say he does not get sacks. But if you see what he does, play in and play out, the the, the amount of pressure he causes, the, the amount of times he's in the backfield, um, I think he's still productive. I, I just don't think it shows up on the stat sheet as much as uh, fans love. Um, but, but I think he's still productive. And if you pair him with one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, uh, <laughs> if he's healthy, uh, I just look out, man, that, I mean, the Browns are not they, – they're not uh, a, uh, a sloppy team um, in the back, you know, with their cornerbacks and their safeties. They're pretty good. Um, if they could get a pass rush, I think, I think that would help them because they really suffered with getting sacks or getting pressures last year. Um, they were one of the – I think I remember seeing a stat where they were one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to pressures and stuff even with one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. So I guess they were hoping that this, that he could, he could, I think if I were them, I would go out in the draft and get somebody else to get a young and, 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 and put him and put him on, on that line too. Um, so I, uh, but they are a loaded team. So they were trying to push the button. I think it's time for them to like, try to reach for the moon, you know, for that Super Bowl because they're they're way too talented to be just trying to get into the playoffs every year. Yeah, I mean, it, with him, it's all about it's all about staying on the field. If he stays on the field, he's only been he's only played one full season in his career. So, if but like you said, he may not get the sacks, but the the kind of damage he does on the field is is what they're paying for. Um, and to pair him up with with Garrett. If he could stay healthy, that's going to be some defense, man. And this is a team. If Baker plays like he did at the end of last season, you know, this is definitely a team that could that could compete for the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, Kansas City, of course, you got to get through them first. But uh, this is a team that could definitely could definitely fight them for it for sure. Um, so that they're, they're definitely a, an interesting team going into the season. Yep. I think the most interesting thing that's going to be with the Browns is um, who will they trade? Uh, what's the name? Uh, Odell Beckham. Right. And, hmm. and maybe look and maybe try to to draft one of those um, one of the guys, you know, mid mid third or whatever like that. Because I heard they are, um, for what I heard, I think they they was they interviewed a lot of guys, but I think it's I think it's linebacker. I think I think a couple of linebackers and some uh, cornerbacks. So, you know, like trading Beckham maybe could give him some some picks because nobody don't know what Beckham is going to do coming back from injury. And we really haven't heard Beckham's name really like that since he uh, left the Giants. It's true. Yeah, true. You know what? Just looking at his contract after this year, he's got no dead cap hits or anything like that. So he could definitely get moved, if not this year, definitely after this year. But maybe teams don't want to won't give up that much because of, you know, like you said, we haven't seen him play like he did with the Giants since he left the Giants. You know, that was the last time we seen him be 
this electric player that that he was with the Giants. So yeah, um, that's that's the that's the issue, right? You You'd know, say, yeah. yeah they, I mean, and and again with the in again we were talking about coming close to the draft. All these young players are coming in that are very talented. Every year we see a, a load of wide receivers that are pretty talented coming in. What do you want to risk? You want to risk paying a guy that just off an injury a boatload of money or getting a, a, a rookie that's that has you know that you could mold into the guy you want him to be you know to me that's you know that goes without saying with what you would do right absolutely you know and i think for him i think he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder uh this season because he wants to reclaim you know like this title that he probably gave himself that he was one of the best receivers in the league and he hasn't been that the last couple of years. You know, he hasn't been that way since he left the Giants. So I think he wants to kind of show everybody, like, yeah, I'm still this guy. I'm still, I'm still Aldo Beckham Jr. I'm not, you know, this guy's gonna that's gonna get hurt every season or whatever. So I'm sure he's gonna come back, you know, big time this year. But uh, I just think that the Browns fit better without without him. You know, it just seems like it's not just the chemistry. You know, it seems like the scheme just don't don't go well with Beckham, you know, and, and it's no disrespect to him. The guy is great when, when healthy, the guy can play. But when you look at, when you look at the way how the Browns play without them, they just seemed like everything was on offense was intact and everything was just right there, right there. Even Baker Mayfield was looking a lot better. So, so I think, I think, I think, I think it is, a choice. I think it is, would be a good choice to the, you know, to maybe, get rid of them and, and draft. But if not, you know, you can give them one more shot. But I just think that they they better off without them, you know. Maybe the same for it with Austin Hooper because we didn't see Hooper really did anything the last year. And, they, and that was one of the, uh, what's the name, top signings last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think I think that that uh, that connection between him and Baker is up to Baker. And, and this is the next step you want your quarterback to take, right? You want him. To start, to start, uh, you know, deploying the ball to different levels of the field and uh, more accurately and more on time and and understanding spacing. And I think, I think uh, Hooper first year in, in the offense, you know, you kind of understand that that you know that he wasn't going to come in and just all of a sudden be on you know one of the guys that uh, Baker would be looking for because they don't really have any kind of connection. Plus. You know, with the you know, with everything being so short that they didn't they didn't have no preseason, they wouldn't have, there was no time. So maybe this year you will see Hooper a little bit because I think he will help Baker be better um, with the way he plays. Yeah, the only time we tell at least they still got uh, the other tight end. What's his name? Joku. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, before we talk about. Um, our 30, uh, 23rd, just 23rd draft pick. We have a question. Let me see. Sorry. We have a question from Twitter, from Twitter, um, Twitter name, um, Clifton, sorry, Clifton Hopkins five. Um, he says, according to Joe Douglas, he content with the quarterback room. Do you honestly think we can go into the season with Morgan and white as our backups? To me, that's stupid as hell to think. <laughs> I yeah. will. I yeah. I yeah. listen. I I'm not gonna go as far as saying it's stupid as hell. Um, I would I would like to think that the Jets um organization is more uh knowledgeable on football uh than I am. <laughs> so I'm not gonna say stupid as hell. But I'll say in my opinion, that's not what football teams do. From you know from my experience, you know watching football for years. Um, when you know you're bringing in a rookie, there's normally somebody that you would like to bring in that's been that has a, a lot of experience either in the system that the coaching staff is going to be making or, or bringing in or just somebody senior, somebody that's been in the league three, four, five years. You know, so you know, putting putting making the quarterback room three uh, three guys that never really started in the NFL. I don't know if that looks that's a good look at all. Um, this this is one of the things uh, I think I have 
you know, uh, I don't want to say against Joe Douglas, but you know, like I, that, that, that's those are def, that's definitely a great question um, for Joe Douglas, and I, I wish to see what his plan is when it comes to uh, backup quarterback or what they're going to do there, because definitely it's kind of odd that they don't have a more senior or more experienced wide um, quarterback in the QB room. Well, they did bring in uh, Brian Hoyer, uh, I think this past week. Yes, uh, they did. Interview, right. So hopefully that turns into, cause he's a good, he's perfect. You know, he knows the system. It is a guy that's been with new England a couple of times. So he's definitely, he's definitely the perfect backup. You know, he's not going to be fighting for a, a start here and there. Um, a couple other guys, you know, Alex Smith, of course, for me, I think is a great choice, but he might be holding out for some kind of a starting spot or spot where he could get starts in some way. Um, and the other guy I thought of was Nick Mullins. Uh, he was the backup and starter for San Fran the last couple of years. So right. he obviously knows the system well, um, mm -hmm. still young, um, but he's probably looking for more of a shot at a, at a starting spot too. So Maybe that's why I think after maybe after the draft, after things kind of, you know, kind of calm down a little bit, then maybe one of these guys are going to get signed by us. I there's no way uh, the Jets are going in this season with uh, White and um, and what's his name as the backup. There's no way. And Morgan as the backup yeah. to to a rookie, you know, so uh, somebody will definitely be brought in. It's just a matter of when I think. Um, it's crazy to think that we don't have one yet. Like you said, it's kind of weird. Um, it's also weird. We haven't signed a guard or a corner starter either, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but that goes without saying, but definitely the, definitely we need a backup quarterback. And I, I think it'll, it'll happen. I think it's just a matter of, you know, when these guys figure out like, Hey, you know what, let me, just, let me just go here for a year. I'll back this guy up for a year and then I'll go back into a free agency next year and hope I can find a spot, you know, something like that. And you still and you still got uh players like Brian Hoyer, uh Alex Smith, and AJ uh McCarron. So AJ McCarron's another one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a possible uh, so those those three guys are are possible, but you know, who who knows? Maybe Alex Smith wants wants a you know, a little a little money. Um maybe maybe <laughs> they maybe they just don't want to pay to pay these players, you know, but also it could be it could be preseason uh, games. Uh, we also know about Teddy Bridgewater. Um, teams probably would trade for him as a backup, but I don't see the Jets doing that, especially with the with the money that he's um, the contract he still has. But yep. there's still options that's that that is on the that's on the table. So it is it's possible, but then it's not possible. I would give it maybe a 50-50. But I will not. But if if we go into it with White and Morgan, then we just have to do what we have to do with. You know, sometimes we, sometimes, well, most of the time, as Jets fans, we we roll with the punches and we move along. You know, some cry, some take it, and there you go. So, a couple of yeah, there's the Jets too. Josh McCowan and Geno Smith are still out there too. <laughs> yeah, Josh McCowan. Now, Josh nice. McCown is something. He's something. Now that's something else because you know he because he this guy gets paid. I don't I don't know how, but he gets paid a hell of a lot of money. I don't see him, especially Geno Smith. I don't see none of them. So, you know, so there there you go. But we'll see. We'll we'll keep we'll we'll keep you updated on that one. Good good question, uh, Clifton, and shout out to you for that. Now. Let's get now. We have now we're gonna have the um our last draft special, which is um possibly next weekend before our draft. So, but we but we'll give a, a preview. Um, the number twenty third pick. Uh, what what are your options on on that one? Um, I think I have one, one. Um, go ahead, I, tell I, us. I think a couple oh. of I think a couple of rumors have 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 spread a little bit, especially last night and um. And they said that that it could be possible that they really high on Creed Humphrey. Hmm. So it could be possible, and if and if yeah. so, and if so, um, and if so, then okay, then that that that's a much needed move. Maybe Montgomery Montgomery be moved that guard, or the other way around. Who who knows? But um, 
that's that's one of the options that I could see. But what other options do I have? Yeah, that's a great option, man. Um, yeah. but in in our in our in in my personal um dream mock or dream draft for the Jets is one of somebody like Vera Tucker falling to us at 23, which is probably not going to happen because he's so good. Um, this is, this is what I think I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the moves that's going to be made before us are going to be the top corners, the top tackles, top wide receivers, and I'm wishing, I'm hoping that somebody reaches for either a pass rusher or, uh, or uh, what, am I, what would I say? Um, either a pass rusher or who else, man, or a running back. Because that would push somebody like Vera Tucker down to us. Now, of course, like I said, I don't think um, that's going to happen. So in my opinion, the pick at 23, the, there's three options. It is either we, because in light of the depth of talent offensive line-wise, I don't mind moving down or moving the option of guard down so that we could get talented guard play later in like in the second and third round and try to address something like corner at three where somebody like Caleb Farley falls probably because of his medicals or Greg Newsom. Um, because I don't think the talent of corn, cornerbacks are as deep as it is on, on wide receivers. Uh, so um, the only other option, um, and I said it before in, our, um, in one of our um, episodes, is uh, JOK, which is... Uh, Jeremiah Osu Koromoa, if he is still on the board, we gotta take this guy. I mean, oh my man, I just I'm I'm this is probably my favorite prospect in this draft. Um, I think I think it's him and Justin Fields for me right now. It's just crazy the things he could do. And then you pair him with a linebacker coach like Salah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's just crazy. Uh, in my opinion, but but that that's my view on the twenty third pick, Chris. Yeah, I you know what? It's really like you like you were saying. It really depends on who falls to us. You know, yes. if we're at twenty three, you know, a Kamora might fall, and he's a guy that you can't say, well, we well we need corner more, or we need tackle more, or we need guard more. That's a guy you take. I mean, game changer, right? Exactly. And you know what? Let's be honest. Our linebacker situation is not great. So nope. as much as people want to say we got C.J. Mosley, I love C.J. Mosley, one of my favorite players. But you know what? The guy hasn't played a full game in over two years. So you know what? We can't be like that content with that. And then we got Cashman, who we know we call him Glassman, right? So he's going to get hurt all the time. <laughs> and we picked up that guy Davis from Detroit. We don't know what we're going to get out of him. We're hoping he's going to be great with Salar and, and our defense, but we don't know that yet. So we right. have a lot of question marks at linebackers. So if if Coromora comes down, I, I think there's a no doubt we got to take yeah. him. And I, I think they feel the same way. Playing um, him playing him at will and put in, uh, put in Mosley at, at middle and put in uh, the other kid, Davis, at Sam, that would literally upgrade every linebacking <laughs> position that we had from last year, but <laughs> like instantly. Here's the thing though. Like, you know, you're talking about the situations that the positions we need. Now we get to corner. Now, obviously yes. the top three, we know the top three, Farley, Satane and Horn. That's the top three, whatever way you want to put them. Uh, mostly. I think everybody's got them as the top three. Farley, we know might drop a little bit because of he had back surgery He's had back issues in college. He missed a whole season as well, but his ceiling is probably the highest out of those three. So if he falls to us, will the Jets take that shot? You know, will they say, you know what? He's too good of a, a possibility. So we're going to have to take him. Right. Right. So I think if he falls, here's the other thing. Newsom, if he falls, is, is he 
uh, good enough at 23? Do you think he's the guy, like if he's the best corner available, right? The top three went, he's the best corner available. Tucker's not there. Kamora hasn't dropped to his either. Is Newsom good enough to be that 23 pick? See, this is the thing. In my in my view, um, from for me personally, I think he is. Uh, but for a lot of people, they um, people believe that he's that would be a reach. That he's more of a second round player. I mean, uh, this the 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 um, uh, the opinions on him is kind of all over the place. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you know the the way the the things I hear from different people um, about where he is. Um, there are other guys that could fit the kind of a zone scheme that you would um, that uh, that Ulbrich would be playing. Um, but I would say, you know, what we picking, are we going to, again, if we're not going to touch a, take a corner because it's a reach at 20, at 23, then, then that means you're pushing it down to probably take a corner at 34 then. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what you're hoping for You're hoping for Right. And then you, and then you, and then now you'll be hoping that somebody like Stokes, uh, somebody like that, you know, uh, is there so you could take, you know, there's other, you know, there's some talent still on the board. I think there will be some, some talent, but are they what the Jets like at that position at corner is the problem. Um, that's why to me, you know, the Jets have put them, put themselves in such a bind, not getting more corners you know, and not getting guards and free agency. So um, that's that's what they have to do. But they have, you know, they would have to address these positions no matter what. Um, well, here's the thing. All right. So, all right, corners, we know. If, if one of the top three are there, we're taking them without a doubt. Right. Um, the Newsom, I think, is, he like you said, it varies. So maybe, you never know. The Jets might have them rated really high. You know, he might be one of those, he might be on, the Jets might be one of the teams that has him rated that high. You know, like he said, right. he's all over the place. So that's a possibility. Now, what about um, interior offensive line? Now, okay, if, if um, what's his name is there, we're definitely going to take him, right? Oh, Humphreys? No, if Tucker. Right. Right. Up on Tucker, right. Tucker is, we'll, we'll take him there too. Who else right. is worth that 23 pick, you think? That's the problem. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I think Humphreys, in my opinion, is a, is a reach at 23. I don't think he's that good of a player. I don't think he's, that value is there for, uh, he's the 23rd overall pick. Um, I could be wrong, you know, but it also depends on what the Jets want to do. Because if he want, if they're going to put him at center and then they're going to move McGovern, I kind of see it. Because if Humphreys projects better as a center than a guard, in my opinion. Right. So if you put so if you put Humphreys as the center, then you move McGovern to guard, then I understand the, I, I will kind of lean on. I'll be like, okay, I kind of see why you would do that. Because they probably have the vision of him being the anchor of the offensive line and he is pretty good as a center. I understand that. I'm still gonna be kind of scratching my head, you know. Because 23, I don't know, for, you know, for a center, that's my, that's my issue because you want game changer. And I think, I think you said it before that you want four starters <laughs> in the first right. four picks. So yeah. it's like, it makes, yeah, it makes a lot, it makes so much sense that you should be looking for game changer at 23 and, and not just, uh, eh, you know, not that I'm not saying like if, if we, if Creed Humphreys is, Mangold, I mean, holy crap! <laughs> and you, you know drafted you drafting your quarterback of the future, and you drafting your center of the future in the first two in the your two picks in the first round. There you go. And you compare them for for the next right, you 10, know, eight. You know, that would be awesome. I'm I'm not trying to be um belittle that that option at all. Um, that's why I'm saying that's the only thing that would that would I would agree with is if they're drafting him to play center. Um. I would That's think it. So. I, yeah, I would think so. And but yeah. then here's another name too, because I right. think Sewell's going to be gone. I think Slater be gone, and probably Dyrus. Dyrusol. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if Jenkins is there? Because Jenkins could play. He could actually play everywhere. Now I don't think yeah. center, but he could play guard and he could play tackle. 
Yes. So and 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 he is a nasty customer, and he, this guy looks he looks absolutely nothing like a guy you would think that could that does the things he does on the field, uh, but he does, and yes, he would fit very well at guard for the Jets, and I think I think that would be a really good signing. The problem for me again. What are they? Are they keeping McGovern at center? Because this is this is going to dictate what they're going to do. Because if they're keeping McGovern at center, they just need two guards. Then signing Jenkins would be awesome, and then you could get somebody later, somebody in the in the third or you know, right, or early third or late third, because we have two third round picks, right? Yeah. So you know, so I think I think there are guys that that are that are in the third you could get that are actually very talented guards and and um so i'm so i'm not worried about that i'm just worried about the the the, you know getting the type of talent or the or hitting that position that will change the jets for you know for the foreseeable future that pick has to be that it has to be something that's again i hate to keep saying it but you know if it was me joe douglas if jok is on the board I am running in that pick at 23. Absolutely. <laughs> this is it. You know what I've seen too? I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, I forgot which which guy did it. I don't know if it was uh, Mel Kuyper or one of the other guys. They had us taken ETN with the 23 pick. And I'm not for picking a running back at 23. And I don't think the Jets are either. So I don't know where they're coming from with that. But I personally, don't, I personally wouldn't pick a running back at 23. I don't know what you guys I think, think. I think, I think, I think Davin, I, I remember Davin saying something about he would love nothing more than for the Jets to take a running back at 23. I mean, I understand his vision. In reality, for, in reality I don't see it. I don't see it happening, but okay. it's a, it's a, it's, it's a dream. You know, we all have dreams and then the dream will, and then basically, you know, then we come into reality and we wake up from the dream and then we we take we take it, you know, we run with it. Um, <laughs> I got you. I mean, you know, I would love for them to get Najee Harrison 23, but I don't see it happening as okay. of right now. Um, I I actually what's shocking is I can actually see Joe Douglas trading trading that 23rd pick to move up to get mm. to, to get a corner to get a corner to get maybe a cornerback nice. or or maybe one of the um one of the guards now. When, That's what, a great what option. Would Joe, yeah. What would Joe Douglas do? Nobody, nobody won't, nobody won't know. But Joe, but as you see, Joe Douglas knows how to get those draft picks by any means necessary. And I and I and I, and it shows with trading players and them picks. I mean, people <laughs> might might not agree with, with what I'm saying. But if you really pay close attention to to Sam Donald, Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, I think I think we've been running away with a couple of steals here. Even even in the draft, we we get more pick, we got more picks than I don't know when, you know. And and this is and that's the way how how it should be. Now this is going to be one of those things where Joe Douglas might say, "Hey, I, I really you know what I really like this guy. Let's let's trade let's trade up. What what do you what do you want for him?" And then, and then it's going to be a little play, play hardball, and and maybe fans will like it, maybe some won't like it, but I can actually see him trading that twenty third pick to move up to get one of the guys, especially if Joe Douglas really likes him. If he likes him, he he'll get his guy. I I, I agree with you. I'm not even mad at. I wouldn't be mad oh, at that's that. A possibility. Again, again, to stress <laughs> the feelings I have about that twenty third pick, wherever it's going to be picked, it's going to be a first round pick. That means we have two. First round picks this year. And if you're picking in the first round, you want to hit both of them. And if that means you need to go a couple steps up to get the guy, like we were saying again, you get your hands on somebody like Vera Tucker and you have to move up a couple spots for him. I'm not mad at that. Again, change the face of your offensive line, change the trajectory of the Jets offensive line woes that we've had for the last couple of years. Get some really ultra talented players in there. I I'm for it. I can even see a, a trade down if if they don't like the value at 23 for some of these guys, like you know, like we're talking about Newsom, they might think, oh, we could get him in the second round, stuff like that. They might even right. trade down and get an extra, you know, second or third round pick, 
and do go. something like that, you know, because here's another thing too. What if, I, I know we're bringing a lot of what ifs, but what if one of the quarterbacks slips past everybody? And let's say hmm. it's Mac Jones or um, Kyle Trask. Trey Lance. Right. You might see a team want to trade back up into the first uh, first round to get a quarterback. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping for a quarterback to slip by everybody. I doubt it. But if one of them does, then you could say, okay, who wants a quarterback, you know, and, and maybe and get an extra two. Accumulate a few picks for it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. there's a lot, you know what? And here's the other thing too. Like we don't know how the jets have um, set up their ratings for everybody, you know, like they're bored yeah. by, you know, this site, that site, we're going by Mel Kuyper and this guy and that guy. And, you know, he loves this guy more and he, you know, just, and just between us, when we did our, uh, draft specials and we ranked our players we were always different you know we always yep. had someone different and oh man i didn't hear about that guy i gotta check him out or you know even talking to what's his name andrew the other week you know he gave us some names too that we never heard that we really weren't thinking of so right um and i'm sure they're gonna have teams are gonna have their guys that you know that's why we're gonna see guys drafted before like you're gonna think wow we didn't see him being that high but they're going to get drafted because the team really likes them. So a lot of stuff is going to change, you know, no matter how many uh, mock drafts we do or that we see, things are going to change, you know, because teams got this guy ranked higher and lower and whatever, you know, and injuries and God knows what else is going to make them drop or go higher. So it's going to be, I, I can't wait for the draft because there's so many options out there and <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, I really, I really can't wait for it to come. Not only because it's going to be pretty exciting because of just the sheer amount of talent that we've going through this draft, uh, the sheer amount of talent we have, especially in the mid rounds. I just can't wait to see how Joe Douglas goes about building this team. Um, the fact that we have the two first rounds, that's also pretty exciting. And I want this whole conversation over, around the QBs to stop. I want it to be over already. <laughs> it's a headache right <laughs> exactly i can't wait for it to be over because i'm tired of hearing about all these you know even the negative stuff that's being said about certain players or whatever you know just right let it be <laughs> let's let's get to this thing and get it done yes sir well two weeks left so we'll, we'll so we'll we'll figure that out um when when we, when we get to it um, but other than that, that's it for our podcast. If you have any questions, Jets, NFL, or draft-related questions, you can contact us on our um, email, nyjetsfanspodcast1 at gmail.com, or Twitter at jetsfanspodcast. Leave us some ratings and some feedback. Again, we do this for y'all every week. Until next time, we'll take a flight. Take a flight. Take a flight.